I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with um, Emily Dean, and I'm with the Cockerel. I've, I've just got rid of your real name altogether now. <laughs> that's me, that's me. <laughs> we met some people in the Pleasant's Courtyard the other day that said, oh, can we... Quite a few people wanted pictures with you, but it was quite a nice moment when someone said, can we get the cockerel in as well? That, was, that was lovely. I was pleased. It's nice to have a moniker, isn't it? Yeah, luckily I was wearing uh, a leather falconry gauntlet. <laughs> so Alan, Alan just um, straddled my wrist I for perched, the photo. I perched, didn't I? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I soon, I soon brought him in with a... I swung a bit of bacon. <laughs> I loved I love the swinging back. The fact, the, the idea that a hawk would see a bit of circling bacon and think, oh, it's almost, it's moving into pigs will fly territory. <laughs> so we're in Edinburgh. Um, the Pleasance, in case you're wondering where that is, is a, is a, is a famous hanging out spot in uh, Edinburgh. And I've been doing a, a lot of hanging out this week. Have you? Because mm. um, um, Alan, he, re- he remained, um, he's working at the moment, I am. I'm uh, offering my little show six fifty p.m. at the stands. Oh my god! Since, since oh, you yeah. you've, you've done a, you've done a, I know it's commercial radio, but let's not <laughs> let's not wallow in the mire. Okay. And, it's not uh, a bit Paul Daniels plugging Bobby Crash, which more later. <laughs> I think that's gossip, isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and um, and uh, Emily had to go back down to London, of course, because yeah. she's got a day job in the fashion industry. Absolutely. Yeah, she works in our shops with the big swathes of material. <laughs> Are they swathes? Are they called swathes? Have I made that up? No, swathes will do. Is it swathes? will do. Yeah, Poland Street, is it? Yeah. There is, huh? I love the idea of going into a shop and there's just rolls of material yeah, to choose yeah. from. So you don't even choose a garment. You just you start at the, the brass tacks of it. Mm. Love we it. used to go to Dewsbury Market and my mum bought fabric. I wonder what you were going to say then. I thought I was going to slap your face then for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've started off my heart thumping already. If you want to text us about anything, we are with, we are available on 8, 12, mm. 15. And we always love to hear from you people because you are... I, I think of the listeners to this show... As, as the very heartbeat of it. In a, I don't mean in a Nick Berry kind of a way. Mm-hmm. I mean in, uh, in all that kind We've of We've had way. a text already, Frank, on 812.15. Tremendous news. What is it? Frank, do you live in the same building as John Prescott, by any chance? That's a bit of a personal question. Is yeah. that um, John Prescott trying to find his way home? <laughs> He's had a heavy night. Yeah, could you tell me where <laughs> what that, the address of it, please? <laughs> I'm drunk and in an alley in Soho. Um, That's from I do. I will own up. I do live in the same. Oh, do you actually? Yeah, wow. I do. How exciting! I probably find that's just a, a, a terrorist just doing a bit of homework. <laughs> <laughs> you should not have bought yeah. extraordinary oh, couple I'll of get targets. A, I'll get a politician, a comedian with one uh, one swish of the cane. <laughs> so, um, Frank, nice can I just metaphor say... there for blowing people up. <laughs> Carry on. Um, Frank and I have what I have enjoyed Frank I was looking forward to coming back and seeing you because I rather like we've got a very good domestic setup island in Edinburgh oh yeah I washed Frank Smalls yesterday what? Well, that was that was I a, did. that was a, I didn't anticipate that <laughs> I, I all I asked I, it was a general query about washing up powder I didn't think there would be an offer it, I wasn't you know I wasn't probing for help I didn't hear you saying no no <laughs> they, I, came, the, they came up lovely immaculate they came up well they still <laughs> they haven't completely it was very odd because um Lisa, our producer, you know, we, we, we spoke about last week 
on the uh, I can't remember in what context I think I might have mentioned your hair because my girlfriend said I don't think you should refer to Liesl's hair that's a sensitive subject for any woman oh right but she didn't yeah. mind the story about Liesl kissing you on the mouth <laughs> no, she, was, <laughs> she was fine with that um, I think she said I have to Liesl but you <laughs> um, no so um, yeah um, I had I've my, I'm running out of smalls, basically. I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. about pants, really. I, 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 I never take a full... I never take a daily ration when I'm away. Right. I think if I'm going away for 15 days like this trip, I'll take eight, and I think I'll wash them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, somewhere? What, yeah. a, bro- a brook somewhere? Sometimes, some sometimes I'll select a brook, if there's one about. But anyway, I, I, was, um, I was running out, and, and Emily said, oh, I'll wash those for you, and I was a bit uneasy about her yeah, handling yeah. my smalls. And then Liesl said, oh, and I'll, I'll hang them up uh, to dry for you. Well, that was less wow. of a surprise, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I, I, I must say, I mean, it, it, it was borderline sexism, but I didn't ask for any of it, so I just let it, I let it play through. I, I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm welling up here. <laughs> Team yeah. effort. It was like being a, a, a Viking chieftain for a day. <laughs> I imagine they, they wore smalls of some animal think. hide. Mm. Yeah. You think? And I imagine yeah. the women folk cleaned and dried them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Frank... Do you think they had the two horns? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question. I, me- I meant over the space of 24 hours, obviously. <laughs> they were busy men. A lot of carrying, a lot of people they had to carry about with them. Um, yeah, so anyway, we're in Edinburgh and we're having a, a splendid time and perhaps the inspirational moment of the week for me was when a man came up to me, middle-aged man in a public house in Edinburgh, and said to me, oh, I listen to your Absolute Radio show and while I'm at work. Mm. And I said, uh, well, that, you know, that's really nice. I really appreciate that. And he said, uh, hey, so I said, you know, passes the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're already getting texts in from our listeners on 8215. Yeah. Um, we've just had one in extraordinary um, from 714. <laughs> Say hi to Tash and Jazz for me. They are bored stuck in the car on our way to Kent. Thanks from Liz. Tash and Jazz. Say hello to they're on our way to Kent. Yeah. So yeah. this is a person who's in the car with them. <laughs> yeah. I assume so. Why doesn't this person entertain them? Yeah. Why should we have to do this? Is the, the engine particularly loud in that <laughs> car that they have, to, they have to send messages through the radio? It's an old diesel. <laughs> yeah. What I'd suggest is that you reinvent the old tap on the shoulder routine. It's been so popular for the passenger in cars if you want to have a chat. Yeah. Also, oh, I, wor- I worry about jazz. Jazz sounds a bit loose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is jazz... No-one was ever christened jazz, were they? Well, exactly. No. No. So it's, he's obviously a bit of a colourful character. So I'm imagining it as someone with a goatee and uh, some sort of beret. A beret. <laughs> Probably been out all night um, blowing some notes. Oh, God. <laughs> so has everyone held their breath there for about a second, but oh. everything was all right. God, I don't think I've been as tense since Paul Daniels. <laughs> yeah, we went to see Paul Daniels yesterday live on stage. Oh. That was, Extraordinary. It was an exciting... Uh, well, we should talk about that later. I, yeah, think, okay. I think it needs to be put in its own special gold frame. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it to just it to uh, put somewhere. slip into conversation. That's what you did with the syrup. Um, Talking of syrup... I must say that the, the cockerels expressed quite a bit of um, shock that Emily and Liesl um, dealt with my smalls yesterday. I, I was surprised. Dealing with is a good way of putting it, no. Uh, can I just say, as I say, they were immaculate. I was mm. really impressed. Right, mm. thanks. 
Well, they, on the way in, they were No, saying. I don't want... I'm going no. fine. Yeah. But if, if I would never in a million... If you'd have said to me, I have to wash my smalls, Em, I would never in a million years say, oh, I'll do them. <laughs> right, yeah, I yeah. mean, the implications are... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sharing with a, a fellow male comic, and so far we have not washed each other's underwear this festival. <laughs> really? No, I did have a little telling off of him. I said, "Could you wash up? The, the kitchen's a bomb site. Could you give? It, could you actually do the did dishes?" You? Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, I, took I, think, a, I took a firm turn. I think it's all right to have a. See, when I lived with David Baddiel, I used to stand in the sink, and he used to rub me down with a flannel. <laughs> <laughs> Fan got time for a bath. <laughs> different times, weren't there? There were different times. <laughs> People, I don't know, people now, they want to point a finger all the time. At... <laughs> Frank's got a lovely slobbing out outfit, though. I love it. Oh, have you got some kind of nice, It's a, nice it's a stripy harem pant. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very ethnic. I bought, I bought them in Istanbul. I love them. It's a stripy harem pant, oh, teamed with me. a nude ankle sock and then some sort of Henry Kissinger specs. Yeah. A nude ankle sock? Yeah. What's that? What's a... It's hard to describe, really. Nude is a colour rather than yeah. a... Oh, is it? Yeah. So they're, fla- <laughs> they're flesh-coloured. All oh, right. Yeah. I'm trying to pretend to the outside world I'm not wearing socks at all <laughs> why in your own home <laughs> or in your <laughs> because I like the idea of going barefoot more than I like the reality of it oh, oh okay I think it was Persia who said that the reality is even better mm. than the dream but they, were, they weren't talking about ankle socks no <laughs> almost certainly so yeah ankle sock and then there's a quite a, an expanse of calf and then the, my ethnic pants begin yeah and they are voluminous. Mm. Oh. What, so they're sort of shorts, or are no, they? no, no. They're um, they're the sort of thing that one might uh, imagine Alibaba <laughs> <laughs> travelled about in. Oh, like a, uh, an MC Hammer type. Yeah, pants. very. Mm. They're, they're, yeah, oh, you can't touch them. I'd say they're, they're borderline <laughs> pantaloon. So you wouldn't even wash them <laughs> no. should the moment arrive. No, I think I, I think I'd keep them on, and she'd have to use a power hose. It's <laughs> a lot of material as well. Because I, right. I was holding them out at the sides. <laughs> I and, noticed. Uh, yeah, and I bet you, I, I mean, my span, my overall trousers span, when I hold them out at the sides, I bet he's four feet. All right. Rather than washing them, you just need to hire some of those people that come and clean curtains, don't you? You <laughs> know, with the little hoovers. Well, they don't really get dirty because they don't really touch me, except at the, <laughs> except at the point of elastication. <laughs> After that, they're out on their own. There's two contact zones. Yeah, exactly. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, I was just talking about my uh, hanging out in the flat attire. Um, you're probably wondering what. Miss Emily Dean wears perhaps some of our <laughs> male <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, I must say, I've, I've, I've never really thought of pyjamas as elegant. Oh. I mean, I have pyjamas at home, but mine's the old-fashioned candy stripe. Oh, nice. <laughs> but um, Emily wears some of the nicest PJs I've ever seen. She's oh, got some... Fine. It's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. They're black with a gold piping, am I right? Very Hefner. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that the piping, it's, it's the, the, the pseudo-military. <laughs> oh, really? If you live in, you know, Toyland. <laughs> yeah, really stylish, though. Any epaulets are we talking? No, no quality <laughs> well, street detail. You couldn't, oh, okay. you, couldn't, you couldn't sleep on an epaulet. Not on a pyjama. Some people no. don't sleep in their pyjamas, though, do they? I've got pyjamas that I, no, I never sleep in. What do you do with them? Oh. I just pad around the house in them. Oh. Yeah, I've got you marked down as a padder. I am a padder. 
I mean, mostly I don't pyjama, mostly I He's go... He's only got his claws, to be fair. I go um, football, <laughs> football shorts and a T-shirt. I'm, I'm that guy around the house. Lisa just wears a one-piece swimsuit. Is that right? <laughs> and, um... <laughs> I've heard it And, uh, Miss Thurrock, 1998, Sash, lovely satin Sash. Nice. We haven't even mentioned it. <laughs> Until now. Oh, she has a. I, I, I come at breakfast. She, she was sitting with a bejeweled scepter. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a lot. I felt. I felt I'd walked in mid-ceremony, but now it's just. I was worried you weren't so keen on my florals, Frank. Oh, well, your floral um, pajamas are a bit. They're a yeah. bit more cash, but still lovely. Oh, I bit, bet they're bit a design. Bessie, I bet they're a designer label, aren't they? Bit more Bessie Draper, Mad Men. Bit more Surrendered Wife is right. the look with the floral pajamas. Surrendered Wife. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I don't know if I've fully got that. Okay. No, is that like okay. put-upon? Yeah. Is it a put-upon? Mm. Put John Prescott, put of course, he just wears a blue crushed velvet cat suit split to the waist. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he'll, he'll wear a white sneaker, but it's, it's you know, depends on the heat. Uh, we've established I live in the same block of flats as, uh, as John Prescott. Yeah. Interestingly, I went to see um, Ian M. Banks interviewed at the Edinburgh Book Festival the other night. He's a... Uh, Ian M. Banks is a sci-fi writer. That's right, and Ian Banks is the same writer, but non-sci-fi, isn't it? Yes. It's nice that he puts the M in so that people don't accidentally buy the sci-fi books if they You could dislike. argue it's a profoundly anti-sci-fi statement, he said. Well, I, I've met him once, and he's one of those ones that has a real bugbear when people say they don't like sci-fi, because yeah. there's a lot of sci-fi and a lot of different variations within the umbrella that comes under sci-fi oh it? yeah I love a sci-fi umbrella <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've got one with uh, Robbie on from Forbidden Planet <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful it lights up at night anyway Alex Salmond I would say I, it's the first time I've ever seen him in the flesh he's a very good edit of John Prescott Oh, he looks like someone has got John Prescott and, and just cleaned him up considerably. Oh, really? Yeah, and, uh, and giving him Botox and stuff, T- taking the best bits. Yeah, but even Alex Salmond is still a bit. He's got he's very big faced, very big, right. and the lower half of his face is enormous. He needs a trim. He looks like he's he's been printed <laughs> off, but they were supposed to trim around the jawline. <laughs> they've, they've, left, they've left the excess. On. But I must say, he was brighter and funnier than the average um, English politician. I've heard Scots that. Scots people, him. very well educated. I'm only saying that because Dog, the engineer here at Ford Radio, <laughs> has been looking at me very um, pensively when I've talked about Alex Salmon, so I thought I'd better <laughs> say he looks like a man who could uh, he could take out a gnarled walking stick at any moment and hit me with it. Or maybe he has a knife in his sock. That's, that is part of the culture here, Frank. Yeah, you see, I can't wear them with my uh, ankle. <laughs> Your nude ankle. My little... Uh, what is the name for those socks? They're sort pop of trainer socks. socks, I believe. Pop yeah. socks, I think. They're not pop no, socks. No, they're not pop they, socks. They sound like pop socks. I'd be happy in a pop sock. I wish I could carry one off. No. <laughs> Whereas Simon Callow... <laughs> He could tell. We, we also went to see Simon Callow. We must do some show reviews yeah. because um, we have much to tell about the things we've seen. Mm-hmm. Some wondrous, some awful. <laughs> <laughs> you guess. If you want to text us, we're on uh, 8, 12, 15. And uh, you know what? It's a good place to be. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we've talked a lot about our flat and our going. So what about yeah, uh, your domestic bliss? What about what about the cockerel's home life in Edinburgh? About the roost. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, did, I did a whitewash yesterday, and um, a whitewash. What are you living in an outhouse? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I washed some white shirts. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant you'd whitewash the 
No, no, no. yeah, I went out and painted the stoop. <laughs> I'm in 50s America. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. How is the stoop? Is it, is it, is it well maintained or is it it's one that's all, been allowed to it's dwindle? Right. It's, a, it's a flat that I'm in. Uh, it's oh. nice and, uh, well, it's nice enough. It's confusing though. Um, like I said, I did a whitewash. There's no um, there's no soap powder in the in the flat. It's those uh, eco balls. I'm not a big fan. Well, I like an eco ball. Do you? It, it I just don't. seems I don't have to estimate uh, amount then. Mm. You, but you don't get a nice sort of fabric softenery smell, do you? You just get, you, 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 your clothes have been eco balled. You don't get any nice. Oh, that's nice, and it? it smells clean. Anyway, have you tried Lenore? <laughs> haven't popped anything in. Haven't popped any oh, commercial okay. radio. Wow. <laughs> Straight in with a brand uh, yeah, new. We'll probably find Lenore hasn't been on the market since the He that or we'll turn up next week to a box of 24 of it. Anyway. Uh, I, uh, Is anyone from Lenore listening? Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I can stick you, Lenore. Oh, I don't you want give it. with one hand and take away. Not interfering with, with the cleaner. She uses Polish products. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Polish? <laughs> I don't think you should talk of Emily and Liesl as the cleaner. <laughs> it's not nice. They've replaced the cleaner. It's been yeah, fabulous as a team. She's been jettisoned. Um, but I... Uh, That'd um, be worth seeing, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's a uh, cleaner sort of shooting off into the... <laughs> it'd be what I would call a road to Domestos experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now tell nearly us... Nearly worked. So, yeah. so tell us about the roost. Well, it's weird. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's like a lot of uh, rental flats. It's, it's strangely ill-equipped and strangely well-equipped. There's a cupboard absolutely full of, of laundry, of, like, linen, bedding, uh, clean towels... But not a tea towel in the whole flat. So I was cooking the other day. Went to reach for a tea towel to pick up a hot pan. None. And no. Oh, dear, what you need is an oven glove. I did. Yeah. I needed. Well, there's not an what oven you, glove. What in you the need flat, is an I assistant. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was looking for my harem, but I haven't worked my way up the uh, entertainment ladder that far. If you want the harem? You got to wear the harem pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. But yeah, nothing. If and you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> And I, my my brother was here, uh, ah. the, and I I made us a, an egg roll, um, and not no no ketchup, no sauce, nothing. Oh. And I realised that's that's a bit weird. And then I was speaking to another comic who brought his own soy sauce to Edinburgh <laughs> with him for the month. Excellent. And it, it got me to wondering what what would you. Uh, what would you miss for a whole month? What have you have you brought any condiments? Have you got condiments in? Oh, your... when you say miss for a whole month, it's your plan not to go and buy any of your own <laughs> volition. I haven't gone any. I haven't no. You haven't gone out and got your own. No. I suppose it break your heart to leave half <laughs> half the ketchup back <laughs> here. I would when you take that home. I would definitely take that you home. Not the half the, the ketchup bottle. The cockerel's careful. Well. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner is the one who boasted midweek that he'd bought 24 pencils for 99 pence. No, but that was... I, they, had, they had erasers fitted. They weren't... <laughs> that was brilliant. Now, honestly, I, went, I only went in to buy um, rubble bags. <laughs> and, what um, were you going in for rubble bags? What? Oh, didn't I tell you? I, uh, <laughs> I raised our, our first lap to the ground in a rage. No, no, I, what happened is my girlfriend had to move flats uh, for for reasons of uh, an infestation, which I might tell you about later on. And, uh, and she so she needed, she needed stuff to carry her stuff, so I said, rubble bags is what you want. That's, that's the cheap and easy method. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went and got those. But when I was in there, I saw a box of pencils, 99p, and I thought, <laughs> can't be right, can it? OK, it's a pound shop, but 
Even in a pound shop, it's a knockdown price, 99p. <laughs> yeah. 24. I thought... What sort of lead are we talking, though? Well, I think it's probably... Uh, it's a bauxite derivative, admittedly. Right. But um, I would say there's a fair chance, if you consider mm. my age and general lack of exercise, those 24 pencils will last me the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably bought my last pencil. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some texts in on 81215. Ah, uh, yes. Re, um, the cockerel was talking about condiments that he missed while he was um, in Old Weeky. Yeah, that he's refusing to uh, replace. Yeah. Yes. Text in uh, 584, Frank and gang, I'd be lost without my bottle of Encona hot pepper sauce. I love it. Oh, yeah. Some people love a hot pepper sauce. Don't I, don't, what, I don't know the Encona. It's a, it's a bit like um, a sort of a slightly thicker Tabasco, I suppose. Oh. Like a hot pepper so sauce. So it's thick. Yeah, but it's not like, more it's like, not like, Ron, it's not like Ronnie Encona. I used to work with Alistair. Uh, <laughs> no. I like when he's describing it, the cockerel's doing a sort of Rue Brothers gesture with his hand, which <laughs> I rather like. A, a Susan, Susan gesture. He's, he's, are you a foodie, <laughs> Alan? No, well, I, I like food, but that does not make me a foodie. But, but you, you're living, is it coincidence that you're living above a sandwich bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that I'm living above a sandwich bar means that it's no coincidence I haven't bought any tomato sauce yet. That's the truth. Well, but you don't walk down there with an open sandwich and I couldn't have a quick squirt. <laughs> no. Well, I'd... actually, I may have a solution for you, Cockerel, because oh, okay. um, 534 has a bit of secret Edinburgh tip, has a secret Edinburgh tip here, oh, Resourcegate. Yeah. In the library, the library nice. bar of the venue, the Gilded Balloon, mm -hmm. yeah. there's a secret cupboard filled with ketchup sachets. Excellent. Mm. And normally I would have a moral problem with that because it <laughs> is theft, but... Uh, the Gilded Bloom did deliberately sell other shows above mine in 2006, so I'm quite oh, happy well, to fill, fill your boots. claw a bit back. <laughs> claw yeah. a bit back. I'll be yeah. up there with yeah. uh, some panniers on my bicycle full of sauce by the end of the week. Yeah, grab a sachet. That's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> um, uh, I'll tell you what, I couldn't... It, I, if I didn't have salt, I could mm -hmm. probably. It means I couldn't have tomatoes. It's, 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 a, it's a domino effect. Mm. I couldn't eat a tomato without salt. Oh, right. There is no taste. A tomato is essentially a ball of tap water, <laughs> flavour-wise. Oh well, mm. one of the TV chefs often talks about oh, a really nice way to eat tomatoes is to put them sliced in the sunny window with some basil and pepper sprinkled on them. In the Leave sunny wind. <laughs> Sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> no, no, not sun -dried. DIY. Just versus. left warmed up. Like Alan doesn't DIY like to buy them. Oh Frank. no, not warmed by the sun. That's like those. You know, those nice. all-you-can-eat things. But the idea is that a light bulb is sufficient to keep food warm. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just put up a bacteria welcome here? Mm. Sorry. Now I um, I I eat, when I eat a tomato, I put so much salt on it. It's basically Ooh. just a salt ladle. Oh. It's got oh. A it looks like it's been iced. Oh. Ooh. I'm not happy with this development. Am I a bad yeah. person? No, but it's, it's an interesting... Anyway, I think we were asking the the, co the Cochrane went... Um, he went unilateral and asked the audience, um, <laughs> what, what condiment couldn't you live without? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, I'm asking what good. continent couldn't you live without? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, Australasia. I'll yeah. take it or leave it. They can go, can't they? Yeah. What have they done? Nothing. <laughs> I feel I might be opening a very dark and terrible door yeah. here, so maybe we, I'm going to withdraw that. So. Okay. So we have, we've, I should explain, if you've never been to the Edinburgh Festival, it's it's the sort of place where 
I mean, the other day I saw four comedy shows and a play in a day. Wow. Now, if I was in London and somebody said to me, what are you doing on Wednesday? And I said, I'm seeing four comedy shows and a play. <laughs> They'd say, what, what is it, a, a charity thing mm-hmm. you have to do? <laughs> You're going to be raced around town. <laughs> but here, it's, it's the norm. People go flat out. Oh, mm. yeah. And it's a bit like, it's, a, it's like chain smoking. Mm. We, I went to see David Sedaris oh, yeah. the other night with mm. the, the American writer, with Emily Dean. Mm-hmm. And uh, we left 15 minutes early so I could get to another show. Oh, yeah. so there's a sense of I can't sit. Yeah. I can't be sitting Why? in a show. I've got shows to go to. You <laughs> have to. You have to seize the battle. I saw some walkouts that I thought were for another show the other day. Not on my own, I might add. No, of course. Um, they walk out for an entirely different reason. <laughs> but, but no, I saw some people that I thought were enjoying it turn on their heel and, and they were out. And I thought, Oh, tell me about it. I thought they've got other tickets. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely... Fun. So we've seen... Oh, man, we've seen some shows. <laughs> we've been there. Yeah. We've been to it. We saw... Um, we saw Callow. We saw Simon Callow. <laughs> yes. yes. I He's haven't doing... seen it, but I've heard... Things. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing. A, obviously, he's doing a serious. Uh, he, he, I don't know if you know. Not Simon Cowell. It's Simon Callow, right? This is the bloke from a pop star to opera star who has the most actory voice. And four weddings. Mm-hmm. And anyone's ever Famously, four weddings. Yeah, he was in four weddings. I think. That, I think it was one wedding and three civil partnerships. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. I think I Daniels. I think I should. Exactly. <laughs> I love a touch of the Paul Daniels. As does Debbie McGee, apparently, but not since. About about 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, and um, we're in Edinburgh. Mm. See, I, I lost faith on the third syllable. <laughs> Did you? How often? Uh, that isn't the story of my life. I don't know what it is. We were talking about shows we'd been to see, and we just um, we just scratched the surface of Simon Callow. <laughs> Something Simon I Callow. always like to do. Yeah, he's doing a thing called uh, Tuesdays at Tesco's mm-hmm. in which he plays uh, a transvestite um, mm-hmm. who's, who was born Paul but became Pauline. Pauline! <laughs> Me, myself. Um, he does. I mean, he still he keeps the same voice. He cracks got, out the dolly shoes. He's got the same tombra, has he? Oh, he's, he's retained his tombra. <clears throat> yeah. He's very resonant, isn't he? Very <sighs> resonant. I could feel it in the pit of my stomach. I mean, long after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he wears high heels. He wears heels. He wears the he's, got a, he's got a big calf on him, oh, Frank. The calf, oh, the calf would, on the man. I would love big calves. That's no, but they're beautifully defined, I Simon. I love them. I mm. Honestly, would I'm not even being ironic. I would genuinely love. It's one of my life's sadnesses that I've got very skinny lower leg. Yeah, well, well, he's the, see, he's got. Um, I, I think I, I don't wish to be disrespectful to one of our finest actors, but he he has a paunch. Oh, mm. but right. I mean, he's he's. He's like he's if, full, if full staff went to step classes regularly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been doing exercise. Someone told me that he could climb trees without the use of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw his calf muscles, I thought, well, I can believe it now. I mean, really, it, it's tremendous. I mean, you have to wonder why. <laughs> why is he doing that? What's he got in his hands? No, well, exactly. <laughs> yes. But he, um, unfortunately... Um, one thing that the person who wrote the play didn't know 
mm. um, is that the Paul Pauline thing is something which has, has comedy, comedy resonances because I think of Paul and Pauline calf. Yeah. yeah. Or Paul and Pauline calf muscle, as uh, <laughs> <laughs> Simon Callow calls her. So it made it slightly ridiculous when he said, no, I am not Paul, I am Pauline. And the basic theme of the play is that if you're a transvestite, people stare at you in the street mm. and it's, it's a trouble to your elderly parents. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was groundbreaking. No. Nope. Well, the other thing though is a pa- what is groundbreaking is the is the fact that he spends an hour and forty minutes in makeup. Yes. Which shocked me, I have to say, because how long does it take to put on an acrylic wig, a bit of blue eyeshadow? What like, you mean? Uh, that's not part of the play that he's in an hour. No, and I, 40. I read that prior oh, to going that. to see oh, it. I see. Right. So I was, was expecting a, something special. There was, there was well, yeah, research. an hour and forty. They painted Lou Ferrigno green in three <laughs> hours. Apparently. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, yeah. That, that I think common. it must be the prosthetic calf muscles. <laughs> Fitted on that. I didn't think they were his. They look like they could be Madonna's. You know how Madonna looks like. Uh, I don't know if you've ever stripped cable, but you know when you get the entwined wires yes. within cable, and Mad- that's what Madonna's arms look like. Well, there's a, there's a the callow car. He did a great oh, stage yeah. departure, Frank, didn't he? Yeah, it's hard to explain it no, on radio. He blew us a kiss, though. He blew a kiss, and then the hand that he sort of projected the kiss with, he, he kept aloft as he left yeah. the stage. So it, the blowed kiss became a wave. Mm. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. With a flick of the wrist. Nice. It's not the campiest thing I've ever seen, because I once was at a Shirley Bassey concert when she introduced Danny LaRue in the audience. <laughs> and I, 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 that's still my... Um, that that still is the bar as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> but it was it was quite calm. But you know he's a, he's a fabulous actor, um, and I laughed quite a lot. Were you meant to? No, no, no. But I, I I I start. I did a lot of <laughs> I did a lot of that kind right. of school mm. by laughing. He kicked but, me, but it was great to see. Well, the, just uh, and then the we we raced off mm-hmm. uh, to meet the cockerel, didn't we, Frank? We did, and then because uh, we had an appointment with Paul Daniels. Yeah, we all went to see Paul Daniels. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the, I think it's fair to say the lovely Debbie McGee, who I didn't even know was in the show. That was a bonus when yeah. she came. Lovely, lovely red satin dress. Did you like that? I was wondering what. I, I liked it. Debbie's I thought she looked very nice, and you know. Yeah. Thanks, thanks be to Spanks. She, um, <laughs> she yeah, got she, a big the, cheer. Mm. She, she, oh, I wonder what he's going to say then. She got a big <laughs> cheer on her entrance. So she did. Yeah, thankfully. She did. I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying that the show was run on sexist grounds, but I thought it was interesting that she didn't have a microphone. Yes. So all her stuff was just shouted into the abyss of the of the hall, whereas um, Paul Daniels boomed. Yeah. He but he, uh, he was entertaining, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come with me. I, I have an appetite for that sort of thing. I really like sort of front-of-the-curtain mainstream entertainment, so I was quite giddy at certain points. Yeah, and he did the usual yeah. thing. He, he sawed a, a rabbit in half and all that things that uh, yeah. magician... <laughs> did he do that? Oh, he, did, he didn't chop any rabbits up. There was a rabbit in it. It was a different show. Did you nod off at some point? No, no. Have, I like when he got the rabbit out, he said, I should pull this rabbit. He said, I've bought this old hat with me, and I thought, I wouldn't... If I was you, I wouldn't introduce the concept of old hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Into the audience's <laughs> minds. <laughs> You've got to choose your phraseology very carefully. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I would, uh, I would, you know, I'd recommend it. I, I enjoyed, um, as you say, it was a, it was a walk down memory lane. But he mm-hmm. still got it. Oh, even. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I enjoyed it. I've uh, found. I'll tell you what I was doing this week by way of strange uh, entertainment. I was looking at, you know, Optrex. Oh, you know the eye drops. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was looking at their uh, their website. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a text in on 81215. <laughs> okay. This is from... Now, normally we just um, read the numerals out, but in this case I'm going to name-check the person mm. because he says, Hi, Frank, Bernie Clifton here. Fan. Ta- Heading south. Edin sounds. I thought they couldn't fly. He says not a euphemism in any way. Oh, okay. I've seen lots. Of <laughs> oh, he's on form already. He's on fire. Yeah, Clifton's on fire this morning. Because in the past, Bernie Clifton has been ostracised. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Thank you seen very much. seen lots of great talent. Best for me, Ian de Montfort. P.S. Okay. Congrats to your Liesel. That's our producer. Yes. On her October 1st nuptials. No invite for us yet. And the location, Ipswich, Bernie C. That's, well, I must say, first of all, it's a great honour to hear from Bernie Clifton. Brilliant. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, What's the connection? Are you, uh, I didn't know you had Cliftonian connections, Lisa. (laughs) What's the connection? I don't. You don't? Oh, he's just turning up, is he? (laughs) It's some, it's some sort of gate crasher. He's very brazen with it, isn't it? Bernie Clifton in the sequel to The Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Man's thumping at the door, and an ostrich just comes in with the art with Bernie on the back. And he, is he is he a relative? No. Friend? Oh. Come on. Friend of my boyfriend's. Friend of your boyfriend. Brilliant. Oh. Married into a showbiz dynasty. Oh, and we ran into Jiminy Cricket's um, son-in-law yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And Paul Daniels. All these things come in threes. <laughs> yeah. So Where that's is? so that's October the first, the wedding. We yeah? met his son-in-law, and he didn't even beckon <laughs> us towards it. No. What a letdown! He did tell a story that had there's more in it, though, didn't he? <laughs> he did. I used to love Jimmy Cricket. I think he's really funny. Oh, for pity! Oh, sorry, that was uh, that was my Simon. Cal- there's a, a, he took his dad was a character in the play Simon Callow. And yeah, he, and he was like a Cockney, wasn't he? So he said, "Oh, for pity! What are you doing, Paul?" <laughs> Pauline, father. Now I am calling you. It was fabulous. <laughs> My father, who's from a 1948 black and white British movie, it was brilliant. Oh, Paul, what's going on? But anyway, oh, I, I don't know if we can follow a, a, a Cliftonian contact, but that's brilliant. We have got something, although just and just uh, make a note, everyone, October the first for the wedding. Yes. So we'll wait for those invites. Oh dear! No, I don't <laughs> Ironically, Lisa's got her past. head in the sand. About that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little ostrich joke, you know. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Thanks very much. Oh, Didn't have the confidence class. to just leave it. There. Frank, we've had another text in. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a suspense reference now for the Clifton <laughs> suspension bridge, <laughs> but I know we just don't have time for me to, to add the elements as if accidentally before I draw them all together. <laughs> we've had another text in. Um, this is from 904. I agree with Frank Tomatoes. Have, have they put a name? If they put a name, I'd no. like to know their oh, name. Of course. In this instance, there is no name. Okay. There's a simple K, actually, I've just noticed. Oh, we've just, just the one. Oh, it's okay. Of, uh, Franz Kafka style. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph K, yeah. Yeah. So this is from Joseph K. I agree with Frank. Tomatoes without salt is like bread without butter. Also, cold new potatoes dipped into a mini mountain of salt is just the best. By the way, Frank, you've spoilt my image of you this morning. I thought you were so famous that you'd have maids and butlers to look after you. Well, well, that's incorrect. Joseph <laughs> um, K. But um, it's interesting that you that you brought that up, um, K, because. Uh, <laughs> 
I I had an act of something happened to me this week, which was a, a disillusion of the first order as far as a famous figure is concerned. I'm going to play one of my musical choices first, just to brace myself for this. I might need a glass of water, and perhaps um, I might I might need some flannel work from one of you two. <laughs> <laughs> we are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Absolute Radio. So uh, yeah, so the public figure who I'm referring to, who um, disillusioned me this week, is an Edinburgh legend. Oh. Mm. And uh, I, what it was, I was walking um, towards Grassmarket, uh, an area of Edinburgh, with uh, Miss Emily Dean, mm-hmm. and we passed um, the Greyfriars Bobby statue. Now, Greyfriars Bobby, as uh, some of you you might all know, was was a dog who lived in Edinburgh, yeah. and his his master, as they used to call them in those days, this was before democracy. <laughs> his, uh, his, his master well, that's still what I have to call you before, yeah. before pet it's enlightenment exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and um, his, his master died and Bobby refused to leave the graveside and stayed there 14 to, years 14 years mm-hmm. he stayed there and locals would come and say Bobby you might as well go he's not there anymore he's been dissolved by dog urine <laughs> They didn't say that last part, Alan. <laughs> well, that's inevitably what would happen. If a dog was on your grave for 14 years, there wouldn't be a bit of you left, would there? Can I'm, I not, just I'm, say, not mention, I'm not even mentioning the dog lime. Frank, can I yeah. say... I'm going to call it. D- Doug's looking rather angry. <laughs> yes, he's <it's> got his <laughs> letter. No, he thought I, he thought I said uh, he thought I said dog urine. <laughs> I, uh, dog. But dog no, Greyfriars Bobby has become a sort of symbol of loyalty, hasn't well, when, he? Whenever I see great, that Greyfriars Bobby statue, there's a little statue, life-size, of this uh, this dog. It's one of those dogs, it's a, it's a terrier of some kind. It's one of those that looks like it's got a parting mm. on its face. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of dog that is. Perhaps dog, what it's kind of dog, kind of dog terrier, is it, dog? Yeah, you're right, some kind of terrier. Some kind oh. of yeah. terrier. It is a terrier. I, I think, can exclusively I think dog, reveal. dog's being deliberately vague about it, and we'll find out why in a Do minute. you want to know? He's a purebred Sky Terrier. Allegedly, oh. mm-hmm. um, I did a, about I think a twenty-eight page. Terrier, but he's got a big dish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did a twenty-eight page project on him when I was a child. Did you? Did really? you? Mm, I did. Is there enough to say about Greyfriars? I, f- I wrote very big. Yeah. Oh well. I found a lot to say. He was one of my heroes, which is why. The news that I discovered this week, um, I think I was I was shocked to the core, Frank. Well, when you, I mean, you haven't told me the full story. Yeah. You're just intimating at it. Um, hmm. What did I say to you me? then? Well, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I'm going I'm to operate as a teaser here because I'm <laughs> gonna, I have certain, I have professional obligations. We'll come back to what I'm now calling the Greyfriars Bobby scandal. Oh. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Um, we only have this excerpt. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Yeah, we were talking about Greyfriars Bobby, local legend up here. The terrier that, that slept on his Sky dead, terrier. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that lay on his, his dead master's grave for 14 years as a, a great symbol of loyalty. Mm. Well, can I tell you what's now come to light? Mm-hmm. There, w- there was no deceased master. I'm saying that in quotes. No deceased master, you say? <laughs> no, there was no deceased master. Um... Apparently, what was he after bones? <laughs> <laughs> Frank, a professor at Cardiff University, has discovered that he it's now assumed oh, that the it. whole thing. I love it when the colonials are squabbling amongst themselves, <laughs> the Welsh and the Scots. We yeah. just sit back, 
It was or, a fabrication. If you like an early PR stunt, oh. the cemetery curator and a Victorian, I think he was like a restaurant owner, they cooked it up. They cooked this up. restaurant owner cooked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Plowman's Lunch. It was invented in the yeah. 1980s as an advertising. Is that though. right? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Frank, they Plowman, they didn't care for cheese, apparently. <laughs> plowman? Yeah. You offer a Plowman pickle, he'd, he'd combine harvest you. <laughs> Oh God! That so so. But the, what, so the were, dog listen, exists. Don't get me wrong. There were there were random strays all over the shop. I'm sure. Um, but they happened to be in the graveyard, and I think they were opportunists and thought, let's pretend one of these is mourning for his for his master. But did it stay on the grave for 14 years? But they gave it food. Yeah. Oh, I there see. Was, there was more. There was more than one grave for us, Bobby Frank. What you you're kidding me? You look me. really upset. Well, Skippy, when they used to be in <laughs> sacks in the back of a four by four. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, so anyway, um, I didn't know the full story, but I did. Uh, well, let's call him. Let's not call him Greyfriars Bob. Let's call him Bobby Charlatan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the great England star of the nineteen fifties, sixties. I felt so upset after that twenty-eight page project. I felt a bit like I felt when George Michael came out. It was a wasted youth. Well, I, I haven't felt like this since the Hitler Diaries. <laughs> 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 that's uh, no, that's a, that is a shocker. And yeah. See, I always thought as well, where was the wife? Oh, right. yeah. Because if it washing, been a, inside washing the smalls. It would have been a different story, though, wouldn't it, if it had been like Greyfriars Karen? <laughs> uh, some woman who lay there for 14 years, filthy, in her own mire. <laughs> Karen, go home, he's dead. Oh, get on me! Don't touch me! You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have had that lovely story. You don't want a, a statue of some sort of clawing, mad, homeless woman reaching out at you violently. In the, in the grass market. No. Thing. But the dog thing fitted perfect. It's a great story. I congratulate them. Oh, yeah. On well, their invention. They've done well. Well, I've just realised when I met my in laws, they had a terrier called Bobby. I don't know if it was a nod. I don't know if it was a nod to Greyfriars. And they, they're Scottish, aren't they? No. Oh. Oh. It's my family that's Scottish. Oh, yeah. In laws are very English. I know it's in there somewhere. I, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm having a fabulous time up in Edinburgh, but mm. I saw. Say, I saw four of the ugliest people I've ever seen in my life <laughs> in a group. I mean, in a group. I don't mean over the space of the time I've been up here. A sketch group or just a group? No, there were just four. Just a gathering. Four young men oh. walking down um, near the Omni Centre. Oh, I yeah. saw them on, uh, around about the Leith Walk area. Mm-hmm. And each of them was wearing a hooded top, hood mm. up. And honestly, the trouble is with the hooded top. I mean, I wear a hooded top myself, as you know. I mm-hmm. try not to get the hood up because it, what the hood does, it frames the facial features. <laughs> and there are some facial features. It's better if they're offset by landscape and shoulders <laughs> rather than they're, they're, they're... You don't want to focus in on something. And these were four. Oh, they must have been related, even though they were very similar age. They could have been um, quads, I suppose. Quads, oh. maybe. Yeah. They could. They, they look like they, they might have come out of the same um, egg. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was. That, really that was you know, they were. They were anticipating the arrival of a crocodile. At these four came. <laughs> it looked. Uh, they got the hoods up. It looked like a, if you can imagine a post-nuclear Scottish widows advert. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to know why they were together if they weren't related. They. Uh, oh my god. Oh, I think during festival you've got to just guess sketch troupe. 
sceptical. Do you think? All the time, yeah. Oh, what, what would they have seen. advertised in the stage? It was probably Oddly some youth. street theatre that you didn't even realise. They might, they might have even been prosthetic masks. I don't. If they wearing. did, it was a hell of a job. <laughs> God, if Simon Callow took an hour and 40, I don't know what they would have taken for this. I'd say they'd taken about 15 or 16 years in makeup, oh, in wow. God's makeup chair. They don't sound great. No, they had the med- fabulous. The, the, the hoods gave them a sort of medieval. I think that they would have been, had they grown up in medieval mm. uh, Scotland or England, they would have been officially classified as monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I was swimming the other day and saw a man by the poolside with the biggest nipples I've ever seen really? on a human being. <laughs> Seriously, you're sure it wasn't breathing apparatus? They were, they were like, you know. And I know you're a fan of the coaster. You know, sometimes you see those ones that look like wood. They look like a branch that's been chopped. Oh, yeah. See, oh, yeah. yeah. They were like that. They were exactly like that. Oh, yeah. oh, oh you see, you're, like not talking about, you're not talking about the protuberance. You're talking about the aureole. The full thing, yeah. And oh. I, he's, he's just lucky that he's not a scaramanga or he'd have sank. I'm sure it would have affected his buoyancy. No, that's really. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. You sure chop. they were? I mean, I w- I, it would never occur to me to notice a man's nipples. Why would I? <laughs> But they were that big. I couldn't couldn't take my that eyes makes off. Makes me wonder if that hasn't been an accident or something. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if what sort of accident? We, we, he might have bullet wounds or something. <laughs> Maybe he was in Honolulu. <laughs> he was in Honolulu, and he thought, "Oh, I'll try on one of these coconut shell braziers." He'd have got hot in the sun, and he's, he's had two major burns. Then. <laughs> anyway, we, we we draw to the end of this extraordinary uh, of ending this, of this show. Um, Mark Crossley is uh, is up next. If you want to listen to more of this, yes, some people do. <laughs> Um, you can download the Not The Weekend podcast on Wednesday. Um, we're, uh, we'll still be in Edinburgh next week. We're having the best time. We, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's fabuloso. So thank you very, very much for listening. And um, end of line. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.